Coming live from Oklahoma City, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have George Pitts, online business strategist and sales funnel agency owner who helps coaches and content creators build six-figure digital products and scale them with sales funnels and automations. Welcome to the show, George. Thank you so much for having me. Great. Because you have a lot of insights and there is a lot of learning that we can learn from you, George. And that's why we'll be talking to you today and we'll be talking about how to turn your knowledge into profits with digital products. So, George, uh, first... Tell me, uh, everybody has a lot of knowledge and internet is full of knowledge. And almost everybody is sharing knowledge. So one can think that even if though I'm knowledgeable, who's going to consume my knowledge and then pay for it? So can you tell us what knowledge uh, can be turned into digital products and how does one go by about it? Yeah, you know, so that's a great question. That's probably a question I get uh, quite often. And, um, you know, the biggest reason for that question is people think that the market is oversaturated or there's not enough room for them because they see others who are teaching something similar to them. And they feel like, well, they got more followers than me. They've been around longer than me. They probably know more than me. And they just feel that no one's going to be interested in theirs. What I try to tell people is that you have to look at the bigger picture. When you are putting yourself on social media, you're putting yourself in front of 5 billion users. So when you think about it, you know, Instagram has close to 2 billion users. TikTok has close to uh, or not exceeding a billion users. Um, you know, Facebook has billions of users. So you're putting yourself in front of a large amount of people. Unless you come across someone that has 5 billion users, there's still plenty of people that could use your knowledge. What I tell people to do is very simple. Show up authentically and own the knowledge that you have you may you're not supposed to know everything in your industry and uh you won't know everything in your industry there will be people that know more than you but the thing about it is that you have to find your place in that market and you just have to own it there may be a hundred levels in your particular market and maybe you're only on level 10 so you need to dominate levels one through 10 by teaching people who are on level one all the way through level 10 how they can actually get to where you are and then if they want to go higher than that, that's their job to find someone to take them to those next levels beyond what you have. Right, George. Right. In fact, you know, I was very impressed and, you know, inspired by your story, the way you started this whole business of digital uh, products, online courses. Now, after December 2009, when you had some issues with the, the job and then, you know, uh, you came up with this idea that you will not let anyone uh, allow anyone to own 100% of your or to control 100% of your income. And That's then right. you spent your spent your holidays on, you know, finding out more about how you can do uh, things on online space. And then you went on to build websites. Then you went on doing uh, knowing about e-commerce. And then you came into this online course and all that stuff. So... How does people who now know about you, they don't have to go 
and learned so many things that you had to learn. And especially, you know, during 2009, when internet was slightly different than what it is today. Now you have even a smartphone which works, you know, smarter than a human brain many a time. So how does one who has got some understanding, how do they begin from where they are? If you can spell it out for even a lay person or people who are not so technologically sound, but knowledge-wise, they are very, very sound. So how can they go about it step by step that can earn, even if they are not earning six-figure cap uh, revenues, but at least they are able to, you know, uh, become self-dependent and not are not dependent on income from uh, any other job or any other things. Yeah, so what I normally tell people to do is, you know, you want to, you know, get you a, a notebook and write down the things that you've been able to overcome in your life and things that you're knowledgeable in, right? So let's say that, for instance, me, I overcame not learning about personal finances growing up. So I was very financially, financially illiterate, um, you know, into my adult ages because I wasn't really taught about personal finances like that. I had horrible credit, so I wasn't taught about credit. Uh, I overcame those things. In addition to those things, my background is in systems engineering. You know, I'm, a, I'm an, uh, an engineer by trade um, in the IT industry. And so that was something that I wrote down on this list as well. And then what I normally tell people to do is number those from one to two, one being something that you're very passionate about and two being something that you know, but you're not necessarily passionate about. So then what you'll do is take all those ones that you uh, created on that list and you do it again. You number those from one to two. And eventually you just keep taking the ones until you got one left. That's the one you circle and you focus on building your brain around when you first start out. At the time, the one I was very passionate about was uh, eBay, which was uh, drop shipping, e-commerce and things of that nature. And the reason I was is because <clears throat> it was one of those uh, it was one of those income streams for me that was doing extremely well. I could control it. I, I knew it very well and I loved it at the time. So that's the one I led with. But as my brand grew, I added some of those other pieces that were on that list to my brand. So eventually I came out with a course teaching people how to trade stocks. I eventually came out with another course teaching people how to fix their credit because that was something that I did for me. I eventually came out with another course teaching people uh, the basics of, of putting together a budget and getting their personal finances in order. These are things that I overcame that were on my list, but I started with the one I was most passionate with. That's how I was able to start creating courses. I was able to start building, um, you know, uh, multiple income streams with those courses. And eventually I started getting people to asking me, you know, can you teach me how to build courses? Like I'm always seeing you drop these courses. People are buying them. You know, can you teach me how to do that? And at the time, it wasn't really something I was wanting to get into. It was just I love doing the course creation myself, uh, but I necessarily didn't have any like plans to coach people or help them do that particular part of it. So I eventually took a couple of people on and helped them. They were able to launch their first courses. They made really good money. And I realized how much I love doing it because I love seeing people not only generate income from something that they know, but serve people out there who don't know what they know. And so that became one of the biggest passions of mine. And I just went all in on that um, and started coaching people on building it and then eventually started my own agency where we build it for individuals as well. Right, right, George. Now, somebody has now uh, zeroed down on the idea. 
and so how do they go about it should they go on creating it as a blog uh, is it in text form should it be video form and then if they do it then what do they do they just put it there or are there any uh, special methods some tips some strategy that you then uh, you would suggest for them to take the second step so before i would uh, do it the, i would probably right now video is very popular so i would definitely do video but i would say both you know have a blog have have you know video that you can put out there both on like youtube tiktok and instagram and just start releasing content to your audience here are three tips to do x here are five ways to do y here's three things to do to get to z like just start putting those things out there so you can build your brand and see what people are responding to because before you create something you want to make sure that people are going to respond to your free content before because they're they're going to engage it, it doesn't cost them anything to like and comment and engage with the post so if they're engaging with it they're asking questions you're getting dms and things like that now you're getting onto something on okay now i can go ahead and build of course there's interest in this uh, i'm getting followers i'm getting engagement so there's an interest in what i have so now that you know that then it's time to go in and put that course together i wouldn't put the course together first and then try to do all that because you're going to get frustrated because you're going to be wanting to sell it as soon as it's done and the fastest way to turn people off is to sell them something or try to sell them something before they've actually begin to know like and trust you so that's what i would do um you know that's the phase that i would take to do it and that's the phase that i did uh as well whenever i started out so how long do you test your product on uh social media because at the end of the day you got to make your first sale and mm -hmm. there are sites like uh online courses site udemy or so many of them okay and they they their thing is that you put your course there they will take their own cut and whoever buys that course from there uh, you make money so which is the better way you uh how does one go about should you put things on those platforms or should you start uh waiting for it to monetize through social media and you know start doing how does it work out yeah so i don't have any of my courses on like some of those third party sites like udemy or coursera or anything like that uh you know cuz they're marketplaces you can do pretty well on there but you know some of the prices are quite low 9.99 12.99 and these are like long courses right uh so for me um I found it for me to be better to just build it on your own platform whether that's Gumroad, I use Thinkific, uh there's many platforms out there. Um that's where I say to to host it because you can control the price, you can make changes to it, you can add value to it, you can raise and lower the price, you can do your own thing whenever you're controlling it. And uh when you build your brand, you can actually build people and take them through an ascension journey where you can create other products and other services that literally allow you to take them through that journey to get to where they want to get uh in their business. So I would recommend building it on your own and uh you know I would avoid probably some of the marketplaces unless it's just something that you want to do to try to see if you can make money faster. And then in addition to that I would say, you know, you want to test it for at least 1 to 3 months if you're just starting out. So I would build my brand cuz your brand's more important than your product because your brand is what's going to sell the product. The product isn't going to sell the brand. So for me, I would take my time if I'm just starting out and I would go about 3 months of just providing value, uh putting good content out there, growing your following, building that no like and trust factor, then I would drop the course. 
okay and uh, how do i make the first sale because till that time you were uh, just putting it out on social media right so suddenly how do you take that turn towards uh, sale profit yep. and so, you ask people uh, to pay for it right so the best way to do it when you're just starting out is uh, let's say after a couple months you've built a following you've got maybe 3 to 500 people let's just keep it low so let's say you got 3 to 500 followers and um, you know you're getting comments you're getting engagement that's when you start putting something out there like, I get a lot of questions about how to do X. I'm thinking about putting together a training to teach you how to do X, Y, and Z so you could do one, two, and three. How many of you would be interested in something like that? Comment below and see what kind of responses you get. And once you get a lot of those like different responses, you're like, okay, cool. Then you give it a day or two. Normally what I would say is, you know, um, you know, in addition to building and I won't make turn this into like a master class, but you definitely want to have like, you know, some kind of a. Uh, oh, what do you call it? like a lead magnet to grow your list? Because you could send that same question to your list that you do on social media as well. But then you could put something out like, OK, I'm going to work on it. Uh, this training is probably going to be 297. But for those that, you know, pre-purchase before the, the training drops in 30 days, I'm going to make it available for you for $97 uh, for the first hundred people that uh, purchase, you know, that pre-purchased this particular training. And so you put your link out there in your bio. Um, you may not cap it at a hundred, but you know, whenever you put a number on it, it builds that scarcity. It builds that, you know, let me get in. I want to get into that number. And so that's what you put out there. And uh, then you'll start to see people uh, register for it before you've even released it, let alone even created it. And that makes it that much more, you know, that much better. Right. Right, George. So where does uh, email marketing or your email list figure in this whole journey? When do you start using it? And how do you start using it? You cannot sound too salesy also. I would start using it right away. Um, <laughs> I would start using it right away, meaning that I would create something to give to the people. Uh, to again build that that uh, that trust factor with them and get them onto my list because once they're on my list, I don't have to depend on the algorithm to show my post to all my followers. My list okay. is going to make sure that it that the email gets delivered to all of their email addresses. So I would create a list uh, right away and I would immediately start just you know promoting whatever your free thing is because you're not selling anything when you're giving it away. So it could be a checklist, it could be a guide, it could be a mini training, it could be an ebook. Uh, there's many things that you could do to give out there to give them a little bit of value and information that will get them onto your list. And I would literally start that as soon as possible. Like literally, if you could do it before you even launch your brand, that's even better. Right, right, George. So a, a normal person's email list is about some friends and maybe you know you want to write to some about some complaint to your bank or some so some email uh, uh, addresses like that but how do you build a email list for this purpose because it has got to be like those people who are interested in your sort of a content otherwise they will throw your email into the junk junk email box so how does uh, it work that you build a email list that actually is uh, is working for you. 
So, you know, um, you just got to make sure you're providing value. I think what a lot of people do when they create email lists is they get people on their list and they never send them anything until they're trying to sell them something. Okay. Um, I think the, the most important thing is if let's say I do a reel and I say, here are three things that you need to start your online business. Number one, you need a camera. Number two, you need lights. And number three, you need a microphone. Follow for more tips on how to build a course creation business, right? Maybe I send an email where I say that, but I go a little bit more in depth. You want your microphone to have these characteristics. Make sure you get a boom. Make sure you get a pop filter. Uh, here's a link to a mic that I recommend as well as the pop filter. The second thing I talked about in the reel is the importance of having a good uh, webcam. So if you're going to get a webcam, you don't need something too expensive. You want to make sure it shoots at this price. Just go in a little more detail than what you are, because you can only say so much in a 60 second reel, but you can go a lot deeper into it, into your email. And you can provide links to help them find what it is that you're telling them about. So as long as you're just providing good, valuable information, people will open it. Now, there are going to be people that just get on your list just to get your free product and get off. There's nothing you can do about that. But the goal of it is for the people that want to be on there intentionally, be intentional on educating them and giving them good, valuable information. So when you do get to the point to sell, you've already built up a trust and a relationship with them to where you've provided so much value where that law of reciprocity will kick in and they'll support you whenever you actually release your course. Right. Right, George. Now, uh, as you go into that journey of, you know, just make uh, letting people have uh, uh, understand your product and see what value it brings to them, you start feeling why not expedite this process. So you think about ads, promotions and all these platforms you can do at even uh, at a smaller, mm -hmm. uh, smaller price level, uh, uh, small budget. What is your suggestion on this? Should uh, is this a good idea? If it is a good idea, then when is this good? When this is a good idea, at what point should they start doing it or they should just not do it? No. So, you know, scaling your business is very important. And one of the fastest ways to scale it is through ads. Now, I would not do this until you've got a proven offer, meaning that you've released your course, you put it out there organically and you've gotten some sales and good feedback from it without spending any money on ads. When you've done that, that means you've got a proven offer. You've got, a, you've got a proven strategy of content that has allowed people to trust you enough to buy from you. So because you've done that, now you've got the perfect ingredients to take that and partner that with ads and literally get in front of people who don't follow you but have those same interests as the people who do. And so I would say the best time to uh, incorporate ads into your actual marketing campaign is when you've actually proven that you can sell without ads and you can grow your following without them because then you've got a proven strategy on what you need to say in your ads your offer you know works because people have purchased it they've gotten results from what you've offered so you know that what you teach works so you can stand behind it and and know that when you get it in front of you know strangers so to speak um that your offer is going to be successful and you're just going to get more people that are going to comment positive things about what you do okay and suppose now somebody wants to build up his website, then how should they build it? Should they build it as a personal website, a professional which talks about their strengths? Or should they try and build it up like an e-commerce website, some sort of a, like uh, WooCommerce or any of these platforms? How should uh, they 
design it in a manner that it's about the course and not about you know some uh, e-commerce of any other product how so does if it you build a website i would recommend building your website to you know model your personal brand and okay. your sales page is what's going to be about the course i wouldn't build like a website around the course i would let your sales or your landing page do that part right and so your website that's what should be highlighting you showing you as the brand getting you out there so it solidifies your authority in the marketplace and your sales okay. and landing page should be about the course and all that good stuff that's basically pumping it up to where when people come to it your page converts right and then there is a thing like if people have to buy then they have to pay so how what sort of a payment uh, mechanism should one look at creating so that they can pay, uh, people can pay is it just like they should go for paypal or is there another way that people can pay easily because uh, some some platforms do charge a lot of fees yeah i would say paypal and stripe uh, i like stripe personally um, but those are the two most common platforms uh, that integrate into just about every single platform out there. Right. And, uh, you know, even though fees are starting to creep up for transaction fees across the board, those are the two most common that will integrate with stuff that's going to make it easy for your clients to complete their checkouts. Because if you try to do it a way to where it doesn't integrate with your system, so you got to send people here to pay for it, then you got to somehow deliver the product to them because it's not you know, integrated into where, you know, the place where your product is hosted can perform the transaction, it could get really complicated there. So I would recommend doing that because it cuts out, you know, any kind of issues that can happen. And most importantly, um, like I said, you always want to make it easy for your clients to pay. you. If it's hard for your clients or students to pay you or they're jumping through hoops, eventually they're going to give up. So make it very easy. Even if it costs you a little more, it's better to pay a little bit more to make sure that it's not only good for you, but good for your clients uh, so that you don't have anything fall through the cracks. Right. Right, George. Now, uh, in terms of you are a uh, sales funnel agency owner. Does it work here also? Uh, and if yes, how does it work uh, in this sort of a uh, course selling or uh, knowledge uh, selling uh, department? Yeah, you know, I love sales funnels. Sales funnels are very powerful uh, <clears throat> because it takes your your customers through a journey. So there's all types of sales funnels out there, uh, whether you're doing a sales funnel for a webinar or a sales funnel for a lead generation campaign uh, or a sales funnel for an offer. The, the thing that makes it so powerful is that it catches them while they're warm. When someone comes to your sales page, or to your opt-in page, whatever it is, they're warm on the idea based on what they've read or what they've heard. And so what it does is it gives you an opportunity day or night to upsell them to kind of see, oh, are you willing to pay $7? And so you can put out what they call a tripwire offer. Uh, if they bite on that, hmm, are you willing to spend $27? So it might have a, a small upsell. Are you willing to spend $197? Nope, not willing to spend $197. Okay, then I can offer a down sell. Are you willing to spend 97? Yeah, I'm willing to do that. And so what that does is it allows you to create uh, even more income for something that you give for free uh, or add more value, uh, more uh, average cart value based on something that you are offering that's paid by offering other supplemental products that just make that product, you know, outcome that much better. So that's why I like sales funnels, because it takes people through that 
process while they're warm instead of you just getting them on your list and kind of slowly warming them up again to an eventual offer you can see how hot they are based on the response that they do through your sales funnel and eventually even if they don't buy something it still could take them through the nurture process and bring them right back to that funnel to where it gives them a second chance after a period of time of emails and things like that to see if they're warm or hot enough to go through it a second time and eventually purchase something. So it's a very, very powerful tool. Okay. Okay. And uh, about webinars, uh, in terms of webinar, is it a good idea now one is a brand authority or some sort of an authority, subject authority, is it a good idea to uh, sell your knowledge through webinars, paid uh, sort of webinars, or is it a good idea to use it as a sales uh, sort of a platform through which you share about your knowledge, give them a taste about your knowledge, and then you ask them to buy your courses? How does uh, this webinar thing can be used for your advantage for selling your courses? So I think for the advantage of selling it, it's best to do the webinar free um, and uh, just teach it on solidifying your authority, your expertise, and taking them through a process of educating them on some different parts of what it is that you offer, and then making a sales offer at the end. That's the way I like to do it. Before, I used to do paid webinars, and even though those were really good for me, once your paid webinar is done, it's just kind of done at that point. So. You know, whenever I scale my business, uh, a couple of people I'm working with said, yo, let's go ahead and make your webinar free. And then we're going to offer something at the end that's paid. And I was like, why would I do that? I'm making money from it. Why would I do that? They're like, just trust us. So I went through the process and that's when I had my first 50K month. And I've literally continued to do that. I haven't had a paid webinar in two years, um, but I've made more doing it that way than I did doing it the other way. Now, again, it's personal preference. But I recommend you go with the free uh, webinar and then you make an offer at the end. Okay, okay. So you have answered a lot of questions, you know, uh, George, and answered them well. And I myself become better educated about this whole online business, especially these courses and all. And mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, this is going to help me too, uh, apart from a lot of people who are will be listening and watching this whole show. It will also go on audio plot platforms and obviously a lot of people will listen now in terms of my last question is that uh, in terms of expertise i may be an expert expert gardener or i may know about gardening but then there are some courses which have more demand it's like money making people are more interested in money making how to be a millionaire in one month so people will run for it but how to be a good gardener in one month less people will be interested and so it means my revenue is limited. So which are the sectors or uh, subjects that you think one can start looking at if they have to earn a handsome income? And obviously you talk about six-figure digital uh, course empire. So maybe if somebody wants to do that. So which are the subjects or expert areas that one should look at, can look at? You know, I tell people all the time, um, any, you know, everything works and nothing doesn't. Um, so I, it's funny you said gardening. I actually have a client who is in the wellness industry. And part of what their training is, is teaching people how to grow their own foods. And um, there's a bunch of people interested in that. Here's my thing. 
not everybody's problem is making money. There's some people's problem is they want to, you know, get, they want to live holistically. They want to be better parents. They want to be better, you know, husbands and fathers. Um, you know, some people just want to, you know, get their mindset in order, right? So it doesn't always have to be about money. I know people that have courses that teach you nothing about making money, and they make more than people who do have courses teaching about money. I think okay. the more niched and specialized you are in your market, the more money that you can make. There are people that want to learn how to grow a garden in an apartment, how to use your balcony to have a garden, right? How to do a garden in a condo when you don't have a backyard. And so um, I think anything works. You don't want to just go out there and try to learn how to make money on something and then try to sell a course on it. You want to stick to what you know. There's uh, there's a person that uh, made over five million dollars last year teaching people how to use Excel. OK, um, Microsoft Excel, like she made millions of dollars teaching people how to use certain features in Excel. She had three courses, beginner, intermediate and, and, and you know, expert and literally made a ton of money teaching people how to use that skill uh, to improve themselves. I know another person that's made over a half a million dollars teaching people how to pass IT certifications. So the thing about it is that it's not about teaching people how to make money. It's about teaching people how to get an outcome. As long as what you're teaching gives them an outcome and a transformation, people will be willing to invest into it. That's well well put, actually, George, because sometimes people can tend to be, you know, uh, desperate or, you know, everybody wants to earn a quick buck, so many of them. So this is good. You said that you stick to what you know best and that is going to deliver you results and look at people, look at outcome and they just always not look at, you know, uh, earning money or all the time. So right. that, that's great. Now, uh, George, if people want to learn more, this has been only half an hour and you can only learn as much or know as much in this whole course. And it's all dependent on what type of questions I ask. Uh, there is so much to still learn and under understand about this vast universe of online digital courses. Right. So how do people connect with you? Firstly, how they can know more about your courses, about, uh, about your products, and also to connect with you to learn more about about you what you do how they can engage with you how they can collaborate with you if possible yeah so you can you know find me on any platform the george pitts t-h-e george pitts um you know i'm most active on instagram and twitter uh also have a TikTok as well so just follow me on those platforms uh, i also have a facebook group that's launching on monday uh called profitable course creators so you could actually join us over there as well, where I'll be giving uh, weekly tips and strategies uh, on how to actually grow a uh, profitable uh, course creation business. Uh, so, yeah, those are the different platforms that we have out there. And um, like I said, you know, we, we'd love to uh, to help you in any way if you're looking to launch uh, or scale your existing digital products based business. So that's where you can find me. And uh, like I said, just shoot me a DM, uh, say hi, and I uh, would love to hear from you. Great, George. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was really a great conversation with you and a learning session uh, with you. Thank, Thank you, you so much once again. All right.